Good afternoon and welcome into P. Witty's world. It is June 27th. And today I want to talk to you about a subject that I am pretty passionate about, and that is education reform. In fact, when I chose to run for governor of the great state of Tennessee in 2018, education reform was number one on my list. Now, my plan and what I talked about then is vastly different than what I'm going to talk about today. Uh, back then, and I still think this would be a great plan, my major talking points were we need to significantly increase teacher salaries and make it a competitive field in a job market uh, where people want to become teachers because it is financially viable and beneficial for them, while also getting rid of the concept of tenure, which if you are not sure what tenure is, it's essentially a policy where it varies state by state, uh, maybe district by district. Uh, in some states, not sure, but where a teacher can work for three to five years and it's virtually impossible to fire them. I don't think tenure is a positive aspect to the teaching profession because nothing else in the world works like that. If you are not good at your job in other fields and your employer sees that you're not getting the job done, you're not on the upper echelon of a results-oriented workplace, then you will get fired. Uh, I do think there needs to be some safeguards in place. And right now, if you do, if you are poor in your evaluations for two consecutive years in a school in Tennessee, uh, they have the opportunity to fire you. But if you just go and do your job and don't do anything crazy and get average scores, you're able to keep your job. Well, let's pay people more money and give them the ability to get fired. I have no problem with that. If you were paying teachers out of college or with their first teaching job, $80,000, which I know is a significant amount, but we say education is important. And if it's really important, then we need to put our money where our mouth is as a nation, as a state. Then pay teachers. And if they're not good at their jobs, remove them. It will create a competitive marketplace because there are not a lot of jobs where you can graduate from college and go make 80 grand. Now, you could tier this a little bit based on cost of living, but there needs to be being able to teach. I mean, if you taught in the county that I lived in, it's very difficult to live here. You're definitely not going to be able to do it on one single income. Uh, Williamson County is among the richest counties in the United States, very affluent area. We have a great school system. We have solid leadership. We have low property taxes, which is what basically funds our education system. I think it needs to be increased. You pay for what you get. Uh, but that is something I don't have control over. And let's also keep in mind, a lot of people that are in teaching are in it because they want to help kids. I teach because I enjoy it. I get to go talk about AP government on a daily basis and educate kids. And also I get to coach, which is something I wanted to do since I was say maybe in middle school. Lifelong dream, getting to live it out, getting to have an impact on the young men I coach, hopefully in a positive way. Uh, but it is a very fulfilling profession. But that's not necessarily what I want to talk about today. When the pandemic hit in 2020, the entire world changed. Uh, a variety of businesses changed. You had the concept of uh, remote, uh, remote work. Um, businesses found different ways to make their companies more efficient. And in education, 
we ended up going back to just what we had done before. We did remote learning for a little while, at least in Williamson County. Uh, the year we came back from the pandemic, we had spurts where we did remote learning, which was a challenge. And I don't think remote learning is a positive way to educate. But with that being said, we did have the opportunity to kind of change how things operate. And we wouldn't have faced a lot of uh, pushback on this because everything around us in the world was changing. Now, the first thing I want to address is like we have a significant mental health crisis, particularly with teenagers in this country. In fact, in 2020, ER visits for mental health emergencies rose by 31% for all teens, 12 through 17. And for girls in 2021, suspected suicide attempts increased nearly 51%. That is a major problem. And kids are depressed. Now, you could talk about social media and the negative impacts of that. I certainly think that is a significant factor in kids' mental health crisis today. But Getting to school and getting away and having social interaction is by far the most significant aspect of what school and the benefits it can have on young people. We need to make sure that kids are involved in activities that bring them some joy. I'm not sitting here saying we should decrease the school day. I'm not sitting here and saying we should only have a four-day work week. I do think there are value in those things. I do think some four-day weeks mixed in would be very beneficial. But I think we need to push students, particularly at the secondary level, grades 9 through 12, towards the concept of exploration of different job fields. We need to partner with local businesses and provide kids internships. We need to make more clubs available during the school day that allow kids to pursue avenues of things they are passionate about, try out new things meet new people. These are all things that could be done within the school day. Right now, you have to take a certain number of classes to graduate from a high school in Tennessee. And I could be off on the number somewhat, but you take four years of English, you take three years of social studies, you take four of math, you take four of science, you sprinkle in a handful of electives, you take a personal finance class, which I think is beneficial. There are some legitimate things that kids need to know, and that is a very beneficial class. Uh, why do we go through all that? I don't remember hardly anything from any of my math classes outside of statistics. Why do I remember statistics? Well, I'm a sports guy. I enjoyed it. I thought that was a fun class. Uh, I obviously paid close attention to history. I'm a social studies guy. I'm a, I'm a big World War II nerd. I really enjoy teaching government. I love the study of government. I love how our government works. I think there's all kinds of flaws. And if you continue to listen to me talk on this podcast in the future, then I will probably tell you what they are. But why are we not allowing kids to pursue things they are passionate about on a daily basis? I'm not saying math is worthless, but if you are looking to go into a field where math is prominent, then you can take more math. If you're looking to go into a field where science is more prominent, you can take more science. Some people might consider this tracking. I consider it preparing kids for the future. Now, your argument to that might be, well, what if a kid uh, decides they want a, uh, to, to go into math and then by their senior year, they realize, eh, I don't think that's what I want to do. Wasn't that what happens in college all the time? How many kids switch majors two years in? I imagine quite a few. 
18 year olds don't necessarily have it all figured out. We sit here and we teach to the test. We give lessons and we try to teach to the test and then kids forget that. Whereas when you're in the workplace, you're learning lessons as you go. We need to be able through education to teach kids skills, to give kids the opportunity to partner with local businesses, to find out if this is a field that they really want to pursue. Give them different experiences. Stop making it all about grades. We need to focus on the skills that kids need to be successful as they leave school and get into the real world. We can still, we could do this with the current structure. Kids are in school 35 hours a week. I think the biggest adjustment kids have to make from going to high school to college is you go from being in a classroom roughly 30 hours a week in high school to 12 to 15 in college. And a lot of kids in terms of time management skills are not prepared for that drastic of a change. Why not allow kids to leave school early on a work permit program. I know here in Williamson County, and I imagine this is an issue across the United States, we struggle in the retail industry and the food service industry because we don't have enough workers. Allow kids to get out of school a little bit early. We had it at White Station back in the mid nineties. My senior year, I had work permit outside of basketball season. I got to leave at 115 and go work a job. Uh, that allowed me to put money into other things. It could allow kids of this generation to help pay for college, to help invest, to help uncover other side hustles, uh, allow them to put their personal finance skills that they learn in that class to use. But I'm a big advocate for shortening the requirements for graduation and allowing kids more opportunities to pursue things they are passionate about. Because we all know you're going to do a great job at things you really, really care about, whether that's sports, whether that's music, whether it's art, uh, a variety of other opportunities, allowing kids to get social interaction through clubs, uh, allowing them to develop relationships with mentors, maybe in the work workplace through internships. The other thing we must get away from is thinking that every kid should go to college. That is the biggest sham that has been sold to kids. And where I work, it's tough because kids, uh, their families are affluent. Uh, they can might not necessarily have to take out loans to go to school. But right now, when everyone graduates from high school, the first question they're going to be asked is, where are you going to college? And a lot of kids are felt or pushed down the road to feeling that if they are not going to college, then they are a failure. College is not the end-all be-all. I think the system we have in Tennessee regarding free community college is a great system and something that should be offered across the United States. I also tell kids that you don't have to go to college, but you do have to be great at something. You do have to require the skills to make yourself successful, being hardworking, being innovative, putting in the time, and trying to be progressive in your field. I don't understand why this is such a tough concept. If less kids start going to college, colleges are going to have to compete for students. This will lead to more scholarship money, potentially lower tuition. They are going to have to find ways to continue to make money uh, and make sure that their schools can operate at the current standard they're operating at. And by not everybody thinking they have to go to college, uh, 
will provide more competition for different schools in order to get students enrolled. Now, it could always be worse, right? Uh, some articles that came up today. I read an article about a uh, Italian teacher, okay, that was finally, finally fired after 20 years because, wait for it, she didn't go to work. So, it sounds ridiculous, but apparently it can be done. Uh, this woman earned the unfortunate title of Italy's worst employee after successfully avoiding work for two decades before she was finally fired from her school this year. She'd been hired to teach at a secondary school near, near Venice, where she was supposed to fill her students' minds with everything they needed to know about literature and philosophy. That's not how it played out. The teacher is said to have used sick leave, holiday time, and permits to attend conferences to avoid giving lessons at the school. And on rare occasions, she did not. She did turn up. She didn't do a very good job of educating the students. It was one of her days in the classroom that she caught the attention of school inspectors who described her lessons as confused and accused her of having improvised her teachings. This is absolutely mind-boggling. I don't know how the Italian school system is set up, uh, but it's really hard to just never show up for work. Like how many sick days do you have to bank? I don't even know how I would go through this process. I've taught for 19 years. I have a little over a hundred sick days. It never once crossed my mind that, oh, I'll only come once a week and just burn through these sick days. I have other ambitions of how I want to use those sick days uh, down the road. But nonetheless, uh, this teacher in Italy finally fired after basically basically not showing up for work for 20, 20 years. That's a real, real thing. That article was uh, found on Apple News this morning and was a little surprising. Now, Supreme Court set to issue a bunch of different uh, rulings this week, as the Supreme Court always does. For those of you that are unfamiliar with the Supreme Court schedule. They essentially start hearing cases in October, uh, goes through May, and then they hand down the majority of their decisions at the end of June uh, or July, unless it's something pressing that has to be decided right away. But uh, one decision that was issued today uh, was a positive moderate decision regarding voting rights, discussing the independent state legislature doctrine, um, which was put forth and uh, basically, it takes a couple lines from the Constitution concerning election administration and was an avenue for state legislatures to basically do whatever they want. Now, this isn't going to end uh, any improprieties in voting. Uh, the states still have a significant impact in how elections are run. Really, the federal government only sets the election date and the criteria for voting. The states are the ones that are in charge of what machines they use, even though there are all federal regulations on that, uh, where the precincts are, uh, mail-in ballots, absentee ballots. Uh, the parties still have a lot of say in how the election process goes, particularly with the primaries, which will be coming up in 2024, and the caucus system. Uh, but this uh, basically, this ruling, very moderate ruling, five to four, uh, 
uh, does not allow state legislatures to basically have free reign over how elections are going to work. So a win for the moderates there. Uh, big fan of that. Glad that worked out. Uh, some other things. Uh, I mentioned the College World Series yesterday in my uh, in my uh, pilot podcast. Uh, I thought this was worth noting. Right across the street from Charles Schwab Field, there is a pizza place uh, that does this Jello shot challenge. It puts all eight teams up on the board, and you can order a Jello shot, and you say what team you're there supporting, and then they have a running tally. Uh, this year, according to the final numbers, LSU fans took 68,855 Jello shots, dwarfing every other school. I think you could have added up the total amongst the other seven schools, and it would not have even come close. Now, I did see a tweet today that a lawyer from Baton Rouge dropped $40,000 yesterday on Jello shots. So I imagine. The entire LSU fan base went across the street, which probably was close to like sixteen to 17,000 people in a 24,000 seat park, and just went to town on having jello shots. Other notable sports news that I'm closely following today is the entrance into the transfer portal of Chase Burns. Now, I have a lot of thoughts on the transfer portal. I think it is a total waste of time. Uh, I think it is a detriment to college athletics. I, I hate every aspect of it. I think it is going to bankrupt college athletics along with the NIL. That'll be another topic for another day, perhaps this week, depending on what Supreme Court decisions come down. But Chase Burns, who is projected to potentially be the number one draft pick, not this year, but in the 2024 draft, has entered the transfer portal. And one of his rumored destinations is Vanderbilt. Now, I'm a Vanderbilt fan. If you know me at all, you know that I'm very passionate about Vanderbilt athletics. Uh, I do not pull for Tennessee under any circumstance that I can think of. I would pull for the Russians before I would pull for Tennessee. Uh, there is a respect to the Tennessee baseball program. I'm not a fan of Tony Vitello. He's obviously a smart guy, obviously a good coach. They've beat us seven in a row. It's very hard to take because baseball, outside of women's bowling, has kind of been our thing. But if Chase Burns ends up coming to Vanderbilt, I am just, I will get my popcorn, sit down, and, and we'll probably read Twitter for hours because the banter, uh, it's already started. Um, you know, people saying, oh, you don't like it here. You know, there's the door. But the reality is, is the meltdown will be of epic proportions if he comes to Vanderbilt because Vanderbilt does not have the NIL resources to pay him a great deal of money. They might be able to pay him something. They won't be able to pay him as much as LSU would. Uh, TCU is also rumored to be another destination. Chase Burns is a local kid, went to Beach High School, has some friends on the team. Vanderbilt recruited him, evidently had a very good relationship. And perhaps he's looking at this as, hey, I can go play for a top-notch coach, uh, a pitching coach that I respect because there was allegedly friction between him and the pitching coach at Tennessee. Uh, and he's the number one pick next year. I, NIL money's not going to matter a whole lot. Vanderbilt has all kinds of issues getting guys in transfer-wise because of credits not transferring, et cetera. I don't think Chase Burns gives a crap about that. He is not going to get a Vanderbilt degree. He's going to come play for a year, and then he is going to be a millionaire, provided he doesn't get hurt or anything crazy happens. But we will see how that plays out, and that's definitely something 
I'm keeping my eyes on. Uh, I will be back probably tomorrow, depending. Uh, the topic could uh, depend significantly on what the Supreme Court does. We're still expecting uh, rulings on student debt relief and affirmative action, which could be handed down, I guess, as early today. So that should provide some interesting topics. Hope you guys are doing well, and thanks for listening, and I will see you soon.